and then I got admission to a school in Norway okay. and then the US one. So right. I applied to one school in the US and then two in Norway, got two okay. admissions. So wow. I had to decide where to go, you know. Yes. All right, um, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to introduce um, to you an amazing young man that I came across not too long ago, and uh, you will be blown away by his story. I'm super excited, super pumped up uh, to inspire you by the journey that he's taking thus far. Um, his name is Mr. Selikem Gota, and uh, I, I, I would give him the time to actually talk a little bit about himself, but by way of introduction, he's actually a PhD student at the prestigious New York University. And he, uh, prior to that, he had a double master's and in, in, in uh, the area of linguistics. And he's gonna talk about that very, very exciting background. He's actually even had a, 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 a degree or certification from Russia, you know, Russia of all places, right? And he is going to, he's accepted to um, join us and, and speak to you guys. And one cool thing about him, or actually one um, amazing thing I learned about his journey going through his academic pursuit is that he, for some amazing reason, which he's going to tell us, um, was able to secure scholarships to study in the United States for both his master's and his PhD. That is not an easy feat. but he is going to share that inspiration so that you'll be able to actually walk in his footsteps and be able to get to your destination when it comes to uh, your career path, career choice and everything. So welcome to um, our channel, Mr. Selikin. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I'm really excited to be here today. Like, likewise, likewise. We are, we are so thankful. We are extremely grateful for your time to join us and i know we're going to have fun we're going to have great fun so Hopefully. to get to get the ball rolling just share a little snippet about your journey actually i know you started from ghana and now you 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 moved through ohio and all the way to new york so can you just fill in the blanks for us we are super excited to learn about your journey um in terms of where you started and where you are right So, uh, um, hello everyone. I'm happy again to uh, share my experience with you. Um, I'll start by uh, talking about my journey back in Ghana briefly and then um, how I came to the US to continue with what I'm doing. Uh, okay, so uh, I, I had my secondary education in Mali School. Oh, um, oh okay. In the Volta yeah, region. In the Volta region. <laughs> Uh, okay. so I left of Ghana, Volta region of Ghana. Of Ghana, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I left Mali School in 2008, and then I I entered the University of Ghana uh, mm -hmm. in 2009, okay. where I studied Russian linguistics and information studies. Wow! Let, let me let me stop you right there. What 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 will motivate a Ghanaian to study Russia in Ghana of all places? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, our system uh, sometimes allow you to, to do what you want to do. 
Okay. Sometimes the system gives you what they think is good for is you. Good for you. I I yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's I, called I lack. Yeah, okay. 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 Yeah. I was I was going to say it's, so. it's called lack of adequate choice. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the system doesn't give you the room to choose too many things. Yes. So, so uh, you know, I had interest in in languages. Okay. Um, I studied of uh, mm-hmm. in in high school uh, okay. literature okay. music you know those were my so so my actually elective. so actually ever mm-hmm. is the language predominantly spoken in the volta region of Ghana. yeah just, just to to help uh, my my uh, audience who are not from ghana to understand mm-hmm. whatever is yeah 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 that's that's very important mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, of a french literature in English and music were my electives in high school. So I wanted to continue with music mm-hmm. uh, and do something that is language related. Mm. So um, I met a friend once when I visited University of Ghana and he was studying uh, the structure of words, you know, the, the roots from which certain words are formed. Mm. Right. And uh, I, I found it very interesting and fascinating so I asked him which which class was that, and he said linguistics. Ah. So I went to read about it, and I learned that oh, it's about languages and how they work and and all of that. So I chose linguistics in my application. Wow! I chose French, I chose music, hey. and I chose psychology. Yeah. Wow. So I chose four subjects. Wow! Yeah. That is yeah. That is. Purely, art. I mean, they, they, those are super creative, artistic backgrounds, right? Yeah, I see. I see. Did, so yeah. did you have any any? Is that in your bloodline or something like that? Or you know, you know, there there are some families that is just you know the 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 arts, the language, the culture. They they do all of that. You know, like uh, the Sutherland family in Ghana and those kind of things, where you know, arts and language and things run through the, the family. There are some families that's just law. There are some families it's medicine. Is that is that that does that pattern exist, or is just uh, you choosing to be an outlier? Yeah. So uh, my dad and mom were choristers. Oh wow! I know where it comes from. Then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I used to to listen to choral music at home a lot. Ah. Yeah, but it was just coincidental that I chose music because okay. uh, music. Music was against CRS, that's Christian Religious Studies. And okay. my sister who once was in you know high school and had to choose between CRS and something else with CRS and said, Oh, my brother, CRS is difficult. Don't don't take that class. So take a class that is against CRS. So I chose okay. music. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. And, wow, and wow. God being so good. And then I I, I excelled. Awesome. Um, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, so I wanted to do music. Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. Now, I was, was going to ask that. So that that ended that in, in that case. So you ended up uh, completing University of Ghana, um, majoring in in linguistics, right? Oh yes, yes. I finished with uh, linguistics and Russian. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And you know, we, we you told me about you actually studying in Russia. Yes. Man, you're a brave man. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, the cold weather here is ridiculous. Um, and other things, which uh, I'm not too sure. Um, so, so whenever I see somebody studying in Russia, within Russia, I say, "Wow, that's 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 a tough guy." 
<laughs> How was the experience like over there? And 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 what what did you study? Yes, so uh, I was telling you that I chose this number of classes, and I didn't get all of them. I got uh, linguistics, information studies, and Russian instead. Wow. Yeah, so I got just one of my choices, wow. and Russian was kind of imposed on me, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I I did French, so perhaps they thought that I had a language aptitude, okay. you know, to tell another language. Yeah, so okay. uh, I I didn't want to study Russian in the beginning. Okay, uh, but um, I had the the T at that time speak Russian okay. with my professor, and I said, oh wow, he's Kenyan, you know, he speaks Russian. I can do that too. Wow. Yeah. Um, after a failed attempt to change. Russian and do music instead, you know, I had to do Russian. And we're told that uh, at the end of the third year, the best five students would go to Moscow to uh, study for nine months. And I said, yeah, I mean, I'll be number one. So, <laughs> so I, I, I worked very hard and then I went to Russia to study. Wow. It was a great experience. Okay. Just the first time I, I, I left Ghana okay. uh, for another time. Yeah. So wow. it was a good experience. And I, I look forward to and, to, and and how and how shocking or how um, I would say how surprised were you with the change changes and actually my the first time I traveled outside Ghana I traveled to England and it was in the summer so I didn't I didn't feel anything the change was not that drastic but for you I can guess it would be a different story right <laughs> yes so I I left Ghana in in October oh, oh. winter. 2012, mm -hmm. and uh, when I got to Russia, it was about 17 degrees Celsius, oh. and that was that, that was cold for me. You know? so, <laughs> so I was in a jacket uh, right from the airport. Yeah, Amazing. so the, the differences in, in temperature. Yes. Yeah, was actually an issue. Wow. Was a bit cold. wow. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. yeah. So, so you ended up. Uh completing your 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 studies in russia i think in nine months right nine months yeah okay. then i came back to ghana okay oh you came back okay okay i to came back to ghana no to finish my degree program so okay. um, after my my three years at legon i went to russia for one year okay. and then came back for my level 400 okay my final i get it i get yeah. it now oh wow 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 Wow. So, so what what led to you departing to study in the in the United States? Yeah. After, so uh, after Lincoln. Yeah. So after after my bachelor's degree, uh, I was just thinking about finding a job in Ghana, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know, just working. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had to do service first. Yes. So National service. I decided to. Yeah. yeah, I decided to, to teach uh, Russian, and the department agreed to employ me. Okay. Let's just put it that way to, okay. to teach Russian. So it's like, a, like a teaching assistant, right? Yes, yes. Awesome, yeah. awesome. That, and that's a very good. Thing. Normally, they pick the best um, students, the best, you know, top of the class, right? And and give them the teaching assistant position. And basically, just to put it in context, in, in Ghana, you finished um, your your bachelor's degree. You are supposed to mandatorily uh, do one year national service, and the national service can post you anywhere, in your rural area or work in industry or anywhere. But the best of the students normally are picked up as teaching assistants, where they work to 
assess the professors and and the, and the rest. Am, am I right, Seligan? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that was yeah. just that, that was just uh, uh, off tangent. But you know, let's get back to 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 <laughs> message. Yeah. So tell us about your. Yeah. So so you were doing teaching assistant and what they they gave you uh, a, a full scholarship to travel or what? No. <laughs> so at that time, uh -huh. um, my my friend, who was my school father in high school, okay, um, had left the country to pursue his masters, mm. and uh, we used to have conversations, you know, here and there, and he was telling me about his experience there studying uh, for his masters, and he recommended that I also, you know. Um, try and pursue graduate studies. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I I thought about the whole thing and and I saw that yeah I mean I have an interest in language so why not go and do something extra uh, in the area of linguistics. Right. Yeah. So um, I applied to one school in the U.S. Okay. I applied to two schools in Norway. Yeah, uh, the Norwegian application was very common in the Department of Linguistics. So many of my colleagues in the linguistics departments also applied. Okay. Uh, I got one rejection. Okay. From one of the schools that I applied to, I got a rejection. Which is which is very good news. You always need to be rejected to pick the right one. Absolutely. So <laughs> I, I got rejected. <laughs> And uh, and then I got admission to a school in Norway, okay. and then the US one. So right. I applied to one school in US and then two in Norway. Got two okay. admissions. So wow. I had to decide where to go. You Amazing. know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I did consultations. I spoke with people, professors. Yes. Yeah. To learn about the systems and which of them best serve my interest. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. So, so, so you chose the one in the U.S., right? <laughs> yes, I chose the one in the U.S. Okay. Uh, which was because, mm -hmm. which was Ohio University. Okay. Ohio University. Oh wow! Chose, yeah. Wow. Ohio. Um, I, I mean, I could have gone to Norway because they they, they had a better offer in terms of uh, finances. Okay. We'll, of course, they have a great we'll, great program. We will talk about the finances because you went to school. On, was it full scholarship, right? No, I had to pay, pay some things some things. From, okay, but at least from, a, from my stipend. A, yeah. Okay, a greater part of it, right? Was was yes. was funded by by somebody. We we yeah. are very interested in that story, so we will get yeah. to that point. But I will let you uh, continue your your journey in the US for us. So so actually, University of uh, Ohio. So what did you do yeah, at Ohio University of Ohio? Uh, I mean Ohio University. Sorry. Yeah, so over there, I, I pursued a master's in applied linguistics. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa. Yeah. Applied linguistics. <laughs> yes. What, from a best eye view, tell us what it is. <laughs> so you yeah, did linguistics in Legon, now applied linguistics. Okay, just yes. give a little bit explanation of what, what it is. What does it do? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're looking at how... Uh, theories of, of language uh -huh. um, could be, you know, applied in language teaching contexts. 
so language and learning specifically. Uh, and so uh, we we learned about teaching methods, mm. teaching materials, you know, how best to teach a language, sure. you know. Sure. Uh, the fact that you speak a language doesn't make you a good teacher of the language. Right. So I received training basically on how to, to teach, language. teach languages in general. Wow. I've specifically learned, I've learned yeah. I've learned something today, right? That I've learned applied linguistics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my, my area was uh, uh, language teaching and learning using technology. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yes. Using technology. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Is it is it related to AI stuff? Or no, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, th this is just this is just uh, okay. uh, using videos okay. and Amazing. pictures and all of that. You know, like to teach language. using technology, computers to teach language. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. And and I noticed that you not only have one master's degree, you actually have two. So tell us yes. about the second one. Yes. So after my master's in applied linguistics, I wanted to to do theoretical linguistics um, because mm -hmm. that is where my interest really is. Okay. So you've explained now, you've explained applied linguistics. Yeah. Now you've thrown another another one in our boat called theoretical linguistics. We we will not leave you off the hook. You you have to you have to explain that to us as well. <laughs> so theoretical linguistics, what does it mean? Yeah, it has to do with uh, the theories that underlie language okay. in general. Okay. So. Uh, what theories underlie the sounds of a language? What theories underlie how sentences are constructed? Um, yeah, etc. So I never, that thought, I never would have thought about that. That, yeah. that there is that dynamics. There uh, are very, in, in, yeah. <laughs> there are very interesting stuff to discover. Wow! 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 Yeah. Wow! <laughs> so, so all this while you were receiving some kind of mentoring from your. Um, you know, school senior or your school friend. Um, you know, were you still keeping keeping in touch with him? Oh yes, yes, yes. We spoke mm. on a regular basis. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, I mean, I I should point out that mm -hmm. I wanted to just go straight and do a PhD in theoretical linguistics okay. after my my masters mm -hmm. because I mean, just move forward to another yes. program in, in a PhD. Yes. setting yeah but i applied and all the schools i applied to rejected my application you're kidding me yeah i i, I was rejected so i got i got six rejections wow Let me just put it. It, this is yeah. th this is not gun this is this this united states of america yeah. where there is there's always a scramble where schools scramble for students uh, on certain programs and and to be rejected on all sexes. That how devastating was that to you then? Yeah, I mean it was it was tough because I wanted to to progress and mm. <laughs> apparently I, I couldn't get into the schools. So I had to look for you know like the next move. I wouldn't brood over that my entire life. I needed yes. to move on. So uh, what I needed to do at that point was to find out why I got rejected by all the schools. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I did some some diagnostics, you know, to find so out you know, what happened. Yeah. 
And what and what uh, and what were they? Were you able to um pinpoint oh, yes, some yes. of them? If you can share some yes. of them with us. Yeah, so it's it's about preparedness. Okay. Uh, for for what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have the skill sets that is that is required, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the program? Do you have the training that is required okay. for such an advanced you know level of studies? Right. So so I did not have You were um, not ready yet. Yeah, I wasn't ready. I did not have the strong training in theoretical linguistics for a PhD. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yes, so because that I, was, made... I, was, I was moving to another area. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. So that led you to do uh, another master's in theoretical... Man, there's a lot in my mouth. Theoretical <laughs> linguistics. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I, I realized that uh, I, I needed to, you know, do a master's mm-hmm. on a theoretical topic, you know, okay. go to conferences and share my, my research with people, mm-hmm. yeah, etc. Mm-hmm. I, I should also point out mm-hmm. that it's not that I had a low GPA. You know? Never. I mean, for a smart yeah. guy, like, for you being a teaching yeah. assistant alone <laughs> speaks volumes about your academics, man. That teaching yeah, assistant it, is the best students always are selected, selected for teaching assistants. <laughs> Yeah, th- this is important because uh, I'm offering advice yes. on how to get into graduate school programs. Yes. So if you have the highest GPA, don't think that it's automatic that you would get admitted. Mm. Yeah. So I actually got a 3.98 at Legon. Wow. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, I got a 3.93 in my uh, first master's program. Okay. So if it were GPA, that would, have been, that would have been a sale to yeah. Excellent. So there are many factors to consider when applying for um, programs, you know. Yeah, so I had to, to go and work on that aspect of my, my development uh, with another master's. So I went with um, the goal of finishing that master's and getting all the things I needed to get into my dream PhD program. Yes, which thankfully... Yeah. You, you didn't just get into your dream PhD program, but I tell you what, you got into one of the best schools in the world. Um, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the best schools. Uh, I, I, I pray that one day my children will be able to go to that school. I've, I've, I've worked Amen. in that, I've, I've, I, I was employed in that school before, so I know how great that school is. I spent like yeah. nine, nine months in New York and I was working for NYU in the uh, finance, finance department. So I, I had a feel of what the school was all about. It's, yeah. it's top class school. <laughs> so, so actually, you're, you're currently pursuing um, your PhD in, in, in what? In theoretical linguistics. Wow. And so what I wanted to do after my first master's, now I have it. So I guess yeah. I needed to, you know, yeah, prepare so, for it. So, do you even think that the first time you applied to uh, get the PhD program going, when you were rejected by those six schools, do you do you think that those schools were better than NYU? NYU was part of the schools I applied to. Okay. 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 Yeah. And. Um, uh, okay, you can go ahead and ask the question. Basically, I was just going to ask that because sometimes I like this kind of uh, 
nice ending stories whereby you know it would have been that okay the six schools that rejected you were no match to nyu and then a year or two later you got nyu right and it's like i got you man <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I like i like those kind of stories i i i, I see what you mean uh, but you know what what a phd is not really uh about competition between schools it's about your research and who best you know uh, or who is in the best position to to help you achieve okay. your, your goals and and then your dreams you know okay. so you know someone can can go to um say ucla uh-huh. uh, for, for a phd right in a particular area and do very well mm-hmm. because there's someone in that department who works on stuff that he or she is interested in wow. you know so there are a lot of dynamics that that we explore. So I'll tell you about how I, yes. I you know, for NYU and all of that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I think that's 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 actually a good segue because that's our next uh, topic. So t- tell us a little bit about, you know, how uh, in a broader context, right? You're you're an African. Mm. You you've got into yeah. the United States. You've done very well for yourself, you know, under mm. the circumstances. So can you mm. share your experiences actually in study? What what kind of experiences and, and let's say broad advice that you can also give to Africans looking to take the path that you want to take. Because one of the things I noticed about you is that you know when we, we, we were in school, most of us were being pushed into the business world. You know, you finish your bachelor's, they say go and do an MBA, go and do things that will bring give you money, da 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 right. But I, I noticed that your path, your career path has been has been very different. You know, you've been you've been very consistent in the path that you chose. You probably may have gotten people who may have tried to maybe sway you into what we call quote unquote mainstream careers, which probably will be choked by now. But the angle that you're taking it's unique. So can you you know share in you know I know it's a big kind of question, big kind of thing, but in broad sense, what advice can you give to young people who want to study in the U.S. in terms of program selection, school selection, um, and and many other factors that probably may not even, you know, I may not have in my mind at the moment that would be relevant to them. Uh, if you can, if you can shed the light on things like that, I think it would be great. Okay, so um, that's, that's very broad. And <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> to provide some some details okay um i think that it's important for us to go as far back as uh, parenting times you know when when we are growing up at home the kind of things we are exposed to you know some of those things shape our thinking yes and the kind of things that we find interest in Yes. So um, that's that's to our parents, you know, yeah. like they, they should try and expose us to a lot of things so we can make choices that, oh, this is great. I'd like to, you know, investigate this. I'd like to, you know, serve in this area yeah. and not um, just say, oh, my, my child wants to be a doctor and that's it. Oh, I you want know, my like, child to be a doctor. <laughs> exactly. I want my child to be a doctor. No, no, no. like let's not impose uh, careers on, on our children. Yeah. So, uh First of all, it's important for us to identify what our interests are, you know, what are we passionate about. 
um, is there any problem that we see in society that we'd like to solve, right. you know? And um, is it something that we want to commit ourselves to doing? Yes. You know? Yes. And um, is that something that, that, that we, you know, find a bit easy to do? Or like, you know, when you are engaging in something that, that you're passionate about, like tiredness is not an option. You, know? you might get tired at, uh, in the end, but, you know, like you enjoy it's to do fun. it. Yes, yeah, like you enjoy you enjoy doing it. I should say, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's easy to yeah. become work. Yeah, yeah. So um, we should be passion driven. You know, like what are you passionate about? What are yes. what are you interested in? Really, um, that's very important. And not to say, oh, this is where the money is, so I want to go there. Okay. You know, once you put the money first, you might end up not doing what you really are meant for. You know, oh. in in shaping up society. That's yeah. a good lesson you've hit on, right? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing. Because most most young people, you know, when we learn, it's the money thing that was motivating most people. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so it shouldn't be about the money. You know, yeah. Think about your interests, what you're passionate about. Think about a problem that you like to solve. Yes. You know, and uh, once once you have that thinking, the money will come automatically, but if you put the money first, then there's no point. Yes. You know, even going to school, you can go to look for money. You look for the money, yes, without the school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Wow. so um, people should should find what they are interested in. If they are not able to do it on their own, they can seek the help of counselors. Okay. You know, in our schools, we have school counselors. Hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, do, they do. do, we, have, um, do we have good counselors at the uh, University of Ghana and, and, and the, these African or uh, African universities? Yes, we have. We have uh, departments okay. for that. So okay. the University of Ghana has uh, a counseling and placement center where you okay. go and talk to counselors. They advise you on mm -hmm. career issues and all of that. They help you to discover yourself. You know, when it comes to interest and all of that. So right. we should explore uh, this these opportunities. Yes. Um, the, the school is not just a classroom mm. and, you know, homework assignments and all of that. The people on the campuses are resources. Yes. You know, um, the offices that we have on the campuses are resources. So you go to the counseling and placement center and have a chat with the counselor, you know. Mm. Like you learn something right. about yourself, about careers and all of that. Okay. Attend attend seminars. You know, okay. talk to people. That's a good one. Yeah. That, that's a good one. Yeah. Seminar, seminar, yeah. attending seminars. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It could be even. even yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say that it it could be the the missing link in your in your career journey. Just meeting one person yeah. can transform your your life. In, in that your, is true. Mm -hmm. That is true. Yeah. So first of all, interest very yes. important. Yes. Now, when you discover your interest, mm -hmm. you have to find out um, how best you want to develop um, that interest. Right. For instance, if, if you have interest in, say, um, like curing a disease or something, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Like, like coronavirus. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, or you have an interest in, in languages, you know. Right. Like you do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you want to develop it. So what are the best things to do to develop that interest? 
for instance. Okay. Now, when you have that goal, you have to find a path to reaching the goal. Yes. Okay? Yes. Good. So, if somebody wants to do something like um, psychiatric stuff, you know, like in a hospital, the person needs to get uh, training in psychology, etc. Yes. Good. So, first of all, the person has that done. Then the next thing is for the person to find out how to educate themselves, you know, um, to achieve that goal. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if the person uh, wants to pursue, say, a master's in clinical psychology or something of that sort, the person should just go to the internet and make searches okay. or talk to someone who studies that okay. or someone um, who works in that department so you know and so, ask questions. so so from me let's see let, let's just do a little bit of play i'm i'm a young i'm a young african guy and i i want i want to heed your advice you know so, sometimes yes i want to do a program but i don't i don't really know anybody who's done that before how, how do i even find those kind of people to actually at least talk to so I wanted to do, let's say, linguistics. I didn't know that Silicon existed anywhere. How, how is it easy or what can I do to at least be able to talk to or find a way by which I, I bring myself in closer proximity to guys like you? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you can just talk to your friends and ask, do you know anyone who does this? Okay. okay. Maybe maybe your friend knows someone. Yes. Or or maybe your friend knows someone who knows someone. Knows someone, who yes. That. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, so, that makes that makes LinkedIn a very good resource. Yes. So mm -hmm. talk to people. Yes. And then even on Facebook, yeah. through posts oh. that that you engage with, you can see that oh, this person has interest in this. Then go to their inbox and respectfully yes. send them a message and have a conversation. They they can help you. Then you can just go to Google and enter linguistics. You know, like yeah. linguistics programs, masters. Then yeah. stuff will pop up. Yes. So I I can just give you an example. When I, I finished my first master's and I was uh, rejected by all the schools, mm. uh, I needed to find a, another master's program in theoretical linguistics. So I just went online, you know, uh, schools admitting students after February in linguistics, you know, that's what I did. <laughs> and then uh, I saw a number of them. So I looked through, oh, these guys do this program, I'm not interested. This guys do this, I'm not interested. This person does this, I'm not interested. Then I just you know, like sort out everything. And then I saw one that was a bit appealing. Mm. Then um, I wrote to one professor in the department that, okay. oh, I have this, I have this interest mm. in ABC and this is my goal. This is what I want to do in the next couple of years, mm. you know, and I saw that you, you do similar things and your department does ABC. So uh, I would like to apply. Am I a good candidate for yes. admissions? You mm. know, and yeah, so I, I did that. And then she got back to me. That hmm. yeah, you know, definitely you you have a, a good record, you know, and your your uh, interests are great. I have similar interests, so I encourage you to apply. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the internet is there. You know, it's not just for Facebook and WhatsApp and all of that. <laughs> that, that was a great. In, in you like you taking initiative. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. So, so from so, there, what do, what do we do? So now that we know which school or which program that we need, we need to you know, have and and we make the approaches. What what are the next set of dynamics we need to? Yeah. So when you when you 
find a school that looks like a place you would like to be. Right. Uh, look at look at the uh, finance side side of you know the website <laughs> and check and see how do they support students. Okay. You know, yeah. Generally, in the U.S., we have what we call um, assistantships. Okay. So you have a graduate assistantship or a teaching assistantship. Okay. Then we have fellowships as well. Mm. Usually for uh, the fellowship, you don't really do any work. Okay. You're just doing your schoolwork and then you are being paid. Mm. Then the assistantship, you have to do some work. Okay. For the money. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, if you're a teaching assistant, you might have a class to yourself that you teach, you know, like, like a professor of the class. Yes. Or, or you'd assist a, assist a professor. You know, okay. by doing tutorials and all of that grading etc mm. or when you are a graduate assistant you might just help with research maybe okay. you put some data together and observe and write generalizations about the data and all of that yeah so look at the finance site and check mm. what you have wow and if things are not clear look for maybe the department head or anyone that is there as a person of contact, and then write to them that, oh, you know, I have found the program is interesting, I have interests in that program. Um, but I see that, like, the section on finances is not very clear to me. Clear. Could you, you know, walk it's, me through, you know, like? Yes. Yeah. And many of them are, are happy to get back to, to you and that. tell you, oh, this is what we have, this is what we have, this is what we have. You know, you could explore these resources. Okay. And be as a Yes, plan. yes. So you are so gathering basically, basically that is even that is even the best because you are getting some kind of help with the financing of your education right together yes. with yes. together with some kind of even work experience um in terms yeah. of maybe yeah. you yeah yeah, yeah and it's in the best combination yes wow. yes I, I like the model i like the model because uh when i came to the U.S. first in Ohio, mm -hmm. I had an assistantship, so I, I taught it. Okay. The first semesters I did there, I taught. Um, wow. I mean, everything was on me, because, you know, like, you are in charge of the class, so uh, <laughs> prepare, your own, pre prepare your own syllabus and uh, yeah. just set your own exams and everything. And then you have a supervisor who comes to observe you, and then it oh. gives you feedback. Like, oh, I like the way you did this, you know. That's great. Could you add this to the better, you know? So yeah. you are learning on the job, you know? So yes. You have and you, I mean, you are, learning, you are learning for free, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so we have those, those options um, where you are a teen assistant or, or okay. assistant. So it's so is, is best to find out from, as you said, the schools about some of these programs so that even if your father was the richest man in, let's say, Ghana or Nigeria or anywhere, you still could save your parents some money, right? By absolutely, absolutely finding out about these programs, and also it's not just about the money; it's also about, as we said, the work experience. Oh yes, uh, yes, I learned a lot. That's I learned well. a lot. Wow, wow! Yeah. So th this is this is this is exciting. This is exciting. It's it's, it's like sometimes. When you look at, okay, I want to further my education and, and you look at the big fat number that is thrown at the wall. Okay, I need to pay 
whatever it is, thousand dollars or whatever tens of that, that could scare somebody from just even trying. You, yeah. you, you know, do you have you encountered people who were stuck just because of they look at the, the big fat number and they didn't they didn't look at you know how do I what do I do to peel the onion to see what is available for me? Oh yes, yes, there are lots of people who think that oh it's expensive yeah. pursuing this program without exploring ways of. Uh, helping pay the fees, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's 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 useful. Yeah, to explore. we yeah. we will we will get to to the the next segment shortly where we're going to talk about scholarships, basically purely yeah. scholarship. Yeah. We will get there, but before then, you know, we, we, before we get to that, I just wanted to you to share. I mean, what are some of the challenges that you see for uh, as far as young Africans pursuing? higher education in the United States uh, is concerned. What, what are some of the challenges that are, they, they face? And, and what are some of the advice for them to be able to get around some of these challenges, if, if there are any? You mean uh, people already here? People already, or... people already, people already like yourself, you've been through the system, you know, if there are challenges for international students, especially Africans studying in the US, what are some of the challenges that they face? And um, and how you know basically what are some of the challenges they face and how they can overcome those kind of these, these common challenges? Yeah, so look, if there's no challenges, tell us there are no challenges. We'll just uh, bring uh, a ton of equipment. <laughs> you know, you know, without challenges, yes. we don't really grow. So true, you know, they, they are part of the process. It's you know. true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so just like asking, you know, what are the challenges mm -hmm. uh, that people face in grad yes, programs? Yeah. Okay. You know, like, yeah. So you have a ton of things so, to do. A lot, a lot of things to do okay. uh, within a within a short time. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and so you have to manage your time very well. Okay. Time okay. So you have a lot of work to do in a very short time. So you have to manage your time, as I was saying. Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. Then um, there, are, of course, you know, financial challenges. <laughs> financial challenges. Do you get, yes. as a student, you get calls back home that uh, uncle send me this and send me the nice I iPhone and things. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. That's a big challenge, you know. So, yeah, yeah, you have requests coming from from home. Um, yes, you know, from your your siblings, you know, yes, like yes. all of that. Yeah, uh, oh. we have that. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So, yeah. um, before we get into the scholarship bit, can you mm. share with me a little bit? So, in the area that you've chosen, the linguistics area, the broader linguistics area. What are the trends that you see? And also, what are some of the prospects? What are areas that this field is applicable for? Okay. Yeah, first of all, I, I talked about uh, um, language teaching and learning. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, So in language teaching and learning, we can apply linguistics. So people who teach, say, three, for instance, in mm -hmm. basic schools, they need they need to receive some training, you know, when it comes to language teaching. And I guess yeah. that many of them receive training in training colleges. And their professors have received training in applied linguistics. So, okay. you know, they, they guide us yeah, as to how to, to, how to teach um, 
digits. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, then we have a lot of things going on now in the tech world, AI. Yes. And this, this robots are, mm -hmm. are using language, you know, wow. to do stuff. Yes. So they, they need they need people to help them to be effective. Yes. Now these people have training in computer science mm -hmm. and linguistics. Wow. So we call something computational linguistics. Mm, something somebody must write that down. Yeah. Computational linguistics. Yeah, yeah linguistics. So um, this is a combination of you know computer science and linguistics. And like, that would yeah, be an this, incredible field. Yes, and this 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 uh, field helps in dealing with AI stuff, the robots, and all of that, because you need some coding and all of that too. So, so to, who can who can get into that kind of a program? What background do they have to have to to be to be able to get into that kind of program? Yeah, this you, this, you, this is the kind of program I would want my niece or my nephew to to jump into. And I, I I kid you not that that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that excites yeah. me. Yeah, so we did some uh, computer science background and some okay. linguistics background. I yes. mean, they can take, they can take classes in coding, for instance. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah, uh, coding in R, in Python. Okay. All of those. I'm actually receiving training in R and Python. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. Together I'm, with your PhD program. Uh, yeah, some of these things are integrated into the program, so. They, they they prepare you for for both academia and, and the, the industry. industry. So yeah. okay, so, so you were talking about the industry side, which is which excited me. So we veered off a little bit. This thing gets excited. You have me excited in anywhere, any which direction you take it. Yeah. So so mm -hmm. continue. So the first track is you know in the academia in teaching and and you mentioned tech and AI. So let's let's continue in in the areas where linguistics are applicable. Yeah, so we have speech pathology. Okay. Um, some people have speech problems, and we have linguists who help in solving those problems. Wow! So you can actually yeah. work in a clinical setting. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Wow! I would never, folks. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm just blown away. I, I would never, in a billion years, uh, have ever thought about this line, man. Uh, Silicon, this, this is, this is, this is great. This is revolutionary. You know, so mm -hmm. this is this is um, I, this is what I want my my young guys, African young guys, to know. I, I just want to bring people like Selikem on and and open all of us our eyes because I'm getting really serious education here today. 